Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'hdihi wa nasta'ufiru wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا <coughs> يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدْ بسم الله What I want to talk to you guys today is regarding what I just recited. What I just said. During our khutbahs every week, we hear these verses recited. We hear this khutbatul haja that we call it. And in these verses, there is one common element that you hear. Every single week, but we don't even think about it. We don't even realize what we're saying. And we don't reflect on what the khatib is reciting at the beginning of the khutbah. The common element in this khutbatul haja, in these du'as, the common element is taqwa. That each one of these verses, the three verses that I just recited, the three verses that the Prophet ﷺ instructed us to recite, they all involve this concept of having taqwa, of having taqwa within our lives. But the question here for all of us, what is taqwa? What does it mean? A lot of the time, many people translate it to mean to be fearful of Allah. But when we look at what the scholars and what the, the, the learned from our ummah say and how they define it, taqwa doesn't mean fear of Allah, but rather it's something that the Prophet ﷺ, he constantly reminded us of. He constantly told us to have taqwa. 
And this taqwa can be defined and understood as the consciousness and remembrance of Allah. Umar ibn al-Khattab, he defined it one time. He defined taqwa one time and he said, imagine, picture it. And what's amazing, this was actually one of the characteristics of the Prophet that in many of his hadith, when he was explaining something, he would illustrate it with some uh, sort of analogy. He would draw a picture for us. And we have many of these ahadith that the Prophet ﷺ, he would draw a picture for us and he would explain a concept through some kind of analogy, some symbolism, so that we understood the concept better. So, Umar ibn al-Khattab, he said, taqwa is if you imagine yourself that you're walking down a path and you have these bushes on each side and the path is very narrow and you don't have much room to, to walk. And all in these bushes, there's thorns. So as you go, you'll get pricked and you'll get cut if you're not careful. So he asked, what do you do in that situation? And he said, you would take your clothes, you would take yourself, and you would hold it very tight and make sure that you're able to traverse this path without getting hurt. So that care and that consciousness and that awareness, Umar ibn al-Khattab, he defined that as taqwa. He said that consciousness that we have to protect ourselves from falling into that which is haram. What is not allowed, very honestly speaking, we already know that. We still learn, we still study, we still read hadith. But a lot of the main things that are not allowed, we already know that. More so, it's our responsibility to remind ourselves, to bring ourselves back to the deen, to bring ourselves back to Allah, to constantly remember Allah so that we prevent ourselves from getting cut by these sins, getting cut by these muharramat, these things that are forbidden, because they're going to leave a mark. They're going to leave a mark on our slate, our slate of good deeds, that we did all this good and we thought we were doing good day by day by day by day. And we come on the day of judgment with, a, with, a, with something that we would hope would be a clean slate. But rather, our sins, they slowly scratch off all of our good deeds. And then at the end of, our, at the, end of the day, we don't realize the effect of our sins and how it impacted our good deeds. We don't realize on the scale on the day of judgment that maybe, may Allah protect us all, maybe the scale of sins, the scale of mistakes that we've made in this world, maybe that will out outweigh our good deeds. And so this concept of taqwa, this concept of taqwa, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, 
protect yourselves constantly with this. The Prophet ﷺ in numerous ahadith, he always told us to, to have taqwa, to implement taqwa, to have this consciousness of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith that he said, At-taqwa ha-huna, at-taqwa ha-huna, at-taqwa ha-huna. And the narrator, he says, وَيُشِيرُ إِلَىٰ صَدِرِهِ That the narrator, he says, that the Prophet ﷺ, when he was saying this, التقوى هنا, when he is saying this, he's saying, taqwa is here. And he's point, he points at his chest three times. That our chest, our hearts, contain that taqwa. That's where it, it uh, settles in. That's where its root is. That's where we need to focus. To cleanse our hearts, to purify, to purify our hearts, so that we are able to accept that taqwa, to let it sink into our hearts, to let it manifest in our limbs. Our scholars, what they say is, whatever... Whatever sinks into the heart, whatever settles in the heart, the state of our heart is reflected in our actions, in our limbs. So, when we say something that we shouldn't have said, when we raise our voice to someone we shouldn't have raised our voice toward, when we said something bad about someone, either to their face or behind their back. That is a manifestation of what is in our hearts. And that's why the scholars, they emphasize so much that we need to focus on the purification of our hearts, cleansing it, cleansing our hearts of sin, cleansing it of all of this, um, this darkness that falls on it. So that once it is pure, then the result will be that everything else runs well. For anybody who's ever had a car trouble, you can, uh, you can relate that if the engine has problems, if the engine has not gotten an oil change in a while, guess what? There's other problems that you'll probably have too. Right? If there's anything that in the core of the car that's wrong, the engine, then it'll manifest in other parts of the car, other things will go wrong, other parts won't work correctly. And so when we use that analogy and we think about our own, own lives, when we are walking to sin, when we are using our limbs, we are using our hands, we are using our, uh, our eyes, our mouth, our ears, in a manner that we should protect ourselves from, then we, we should realize that maybe there's something that we need to cleanse for our hearts. Maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe this is an opportunity to go back to what the Prophet ﷺ told us to do. Maybe this is an opportunity to go back to what Allah commanded us to do. Maybe, as an example, we can go back to our salah and we can pray to rakah. This was a sunnah of our scholars in the past that whenever something would happen, they would go do wudu, they would go and then they would pray. Whenever something wrong would happen, they would go make wudu, uh, go and pray to rakah. 
whenever they made a mistake, whenever they accidentally felt that they might have fell into sin, they would go make wudu, try to wipe away their sins, and make tulakah. Right? We talked about yesterday in one of our classes here that we offer at Qalam, uh, we talked about the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that the Prophet ﷺ said that anybody who reads a harf of the Qur'an, a single letter of the Qur'an, then they get one up to ten good deeds. They get one good deed at least, and depending on the nature of their deed, it can get multiplied up to ten. And the, the Prophet ﷺ, he goes, and it's a famous hadith that we all know. The Prophet ﷺ, he continues to say, I'm not saying Alif Lam Mim is one harf. I'm not saying every word. I'm saying Alif is a harf, is a letter. Lam is a letter, and Mim is a letter. So every time we read each letter in the Quran, we get a good deed. And so when we are struggling, and we find ourselves that we fall into sin many times. It is our opportunity at that point to turn ourselves around. It is our opportunity at that point to turn back to salah, to turn back to prayer, to turn back to the Qur'an. And reinvest ourselves. We don't have to wait for Ramadan every year. We don't have to keep, up, uh, keep our Qur'an on the shelf until Ramadan comes, then we open, we wipe the dust off, we open it up and start reading again. But what we can do is that every opportunity that we see, every chance that we see, every time that we felt that we did something incorrect, every time we reflect back on our day and look and see, should I not have done this? Should I not have um, talk to my children that way? Should I not have talked to my family that way? Should I not have talked to my, um, my friends that way? And then when you look back at that, open the Qur'an and read. And try to use that opportunity to replace the, the bad and replace it with good. I pray that all of us, we are all able to, myself included, implement this within our lives and increase our salah and worship and increase our good deeds and let on the Day of Judgment our good deeds um, overweigh and be heavier than our bad deeds. Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala wa ba'd. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ala muhammad kama sallayta ala ibrahima wa ala ala ibrahima innaka hamilu majid. Allahumma barik ala muhammad wa ala ala muhammad kama barakta ala ibrahima wa ala ala ibrahima innaka hamilu majid. 
ان الصلاه تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه